order we're doing these? Oh, I, we're just going to. Do you gonna, have a, you have no, a plan? No, there's no plan. Okay, cool. Perfect. There's no plan. We're just going <laughs> to. We're just going to go from the hip here. All right. Bring it. Bring it is my podcast. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it is my What is up, everybody? Welcome to another wonderful episode mm. of Bacon is My Podcast. James here. I am Mike. And we are joined here by Ring of Honor wrestler, superstar, and uh, overall pretty awesome dude, Beer City Bruiser. Sir, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. And any podcast that wants to do beer sampling is a good podcast in my book. So Nice. Love it. Well, <laughs> yes. That that brings us to uh, to this, yeah. Why we, we have had... this array of beers? For those of you that are uh, watching the podcast versus just listening, you see a wide array of beers in front of us, um, and we decided that uh, we would try something new with you. We thought uh, for 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 our very first time, we're just going to drink with we're you. We're going to do some, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do yes. <laughs> That's that's the best kind of podcast. You need to drink and ground. So uh, if if you if you've listened to us before, we do some pretty decent research. Yes, and you don't have to di dive too deep into Beer City Bruiser to know this dude likes beer. <laughs> That's and, my name. Uh, that yeah. So so that was the easiest research ever. So I was like, you know what? Let's just drink together and yeah. uh, and have have a little bit of a, a an interview yeah. the way we do. I thought that was now, the best idea ever. And now we're here we are about to, to partake and talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh where are we gonna start? Let's, yeah, let's let's, let's start uh, one, get started, where, then we'll start talking. Which one which one do you think we should start off with here? Well, I do have to say this is I have not had any of these beers. You made a very good selection and, and you covered all like you can tell your whoever ordered these is familiar with beer because you went all across the board. It wasn't just yeah. Miller Light or a Coors Light. It was you have stouts, you have IPAs, you have craft beer. I mean, I'm impressed. Yeah, well, thank <laughs> you, thank you. I yeah. I like I like the gamut. You know, I'm not a big like I don't like a Bud Light. Yeah, uh, nobody likes Bud like, Light. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, like college kids do, but but my bass you know, player, people that matter don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. People that matter don't. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. It's just you know, I, I run the gamut. I I, I like. Uh, I saw this. This was a a red American red ale, you know. Yep. So hit the ales. This was this was a dumpster fire. Which one is that? Which twenty twenty dumpster fire? Mm -hmm. So yep. I mean, how could you go wrong with that? Yeah, when we <laughs> when we first did it, I was like, let's. I was like, let's find some really like spicy ones. Let's find some that that ha like infuse like peppers in them and stuff like that. Just just because I thought it would be interesting. And then he came back with this wide array and i was like oh that's way better that's awesome that, you hit everything yeah so uh so which one do you think we should start off with sir i think we should start off with stone cold the steve austin broken skull ipa oh, and the reason being well, is i i it's stone cold for one who you know drinks more beer than i do two um i've never had it before and three my good friend who is uh ivar of the uh viking raiders on wwe mm -hmm. doesn't drink he's straight edge but got to share one of these in the ring with Stone Cold. And I was so mad when I was watching that on Raw. I texted him, like, you don't even drink beer. And he, he texted me, a 
Yeah, and he texted me a picture back of the unopened beer can. He said he didn't drink at all. He just faked it and now has the can sitting in his house and won't let it. It's like one of his prized possessions. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, actually, funny enough, I should have probably emailed you this. I sent that one to you. I didn't get that for us. That was that was actually for me, huh? Yeah, I got that for you because actually, because you have to hit a certain point to get uh, the shipping minimum. So I was like, you know what? Can't go wrong with this one. So get him another beer. That's that's a that's a gift from us. Well, then I'm going to save this one since you guys don't have it. But I'm I'm very excited. I haven't I haven't had that one yet. That's the one that everyone always asks me in interviews, and I haven't had it, and I feel bad. They don't sell it around here, so. I haven't had it either, so so definitely let us know how what you think. <laughs> I will you, definitely once you, once you crack it open, and we'll we'll get some too. Okay, <laughs> so should we start with the dumpster fire then? Since twenty twenty was such a dumpster fire, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. We gave yeah. Jim uh, the clear glass, so this way he can do a little yes. bit of a pour so. to kind of do the connoisseur thing, right? Right. <laughs> Swirl. Swirl, Swirl and sip. Um, and thank uh, you. Sir. It's dark. Yeah, this is a yeah. dark one. Says it has cayenne pepper in it, so there's your pepper. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 one thing I was pretty excited about. That, I like heat. Are you are you a spicy uh, spicy foods guy? No, I'm not, but uh, I am a. I, I will drink spicy drinks. So okay, nice. Well, this is yeah. a uh, smoked chocolate stout with cayenne. Very okay. excited. Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah, that's got some pepper in it. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Wow. I don't it really, really comes, taste it. Yeah, that comes back it comes back you. on the back end, right? Yeah. It's like um it's like a ginger beer kind of thing. Like it's not it's not like ooh, this is spicy and shitty, but it's like Yeah, that's what I mean. It hits you kind of in the back of the throat. It comes back up and it's that like kind of wakes you, wakes you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> wakes up the taste buds. Yeah, like okay. it's pretty good. I can, yeah. I can definitely. This is uh, if if you're out with your buddies and it's Taco Tuesday, you know, and you're at oh, like a yeah, taco yeah. restaurant or something, this is something you drink, you know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can see. I can see doing this with shots of tequila. Oh, I could definitely okay. see that too. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is like a heavier beer. I, I, uh, I'm actually surprised at how light it is. It's, it's in theory, it should be a heavier beer. Right. But. Yeah, it's a stout, right? See, I know. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little, little, uh, more, little thinner than a typical stout. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but still, excellent. Before nice the dark, world, so. before the world shut down, they were actually trying to work something out. Um, Ring of Honor was where they uh would find a local brewery in a town that we were performing in, and then fly me and my partner in a day early, Brian Malonis of the Bouncers. They'd fly us mm-hmm. in a day early and set up a meet and greet at like a local brewery. And we do like samples of all their beer and fans can come in and drink the beer with us and, and do an autograph oh, signing and stuff. Awesome. And it was all set up. And then, well, then the world 2020 became a dumpster fire. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can, it's coming awesome. back. We're going to be able to do, it. we're going to be able to, do it. how did, how did you, uh, how did you build your tag team? How did you guys decide to be a team? Um, how did that all come about? Was that like from the get go, you were like, I want to tag team wrestling is my thing or <laughs> did it just kind of happen? It just kind of happened, actually. Um, he he was. I started with Ring of Honor two years before he did, but he was always coming around and doing the uh, like extra work and stuff like that. And we just struck up a friendship because we have a lot in common. Um, and we were just hanging out backstage and doing something. And then we ended up wrestling each other in a match. 
And we were just kind of joking around after the match, going, can you imagine the damage we could do if we're together? Like, two guys that love to drink beer and love to fight people. Right. And then the next week, they're like, hey, because um, I was tagging with a guy named Silas Young. They're like, you guys need a third guy. They're going to put Malonis with you, too. And then we just had chemistry in the ring where they saw it. And they're like, we're going to split you away from Silas, and you guys do your own thing. And just over time, like, it just picked up. Like, it's really easy when you have chemistry with a guy outside the ring to bring it inside the ring. And I think mm -hmm. the fans can tell when two guys know each other really well and they're having fun and stuff like that. And that's what yeah. kind of makes it successful. So right now we're not seeing eye to eye because he doesn't want to stab people with a beer bottle. And I do, but yeah, hey, yeah, we noticed, noticed that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just watching lately, uh, OGK, you're, you're kind of not, not too happy with them, which I mean, listen, I don't love Taven. <laughs> I could do you without know, him. What what strikes the most is I got home after breaking the beer bottle over Taven's head. And my daughter um, is absolutely in love with Taven because when she was young, she came to a show or whatever. And he just, he said hi to her. I don't know how right. teenage girls work. <laughs> and she wouldn't speak to me for two weeks. Like wow. just flat out silent treatment. Cause what I did to Taven. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I said, "Hey, well, I must have done something right if my own daughter's mad at me." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. That is that is that good heat. Oh, that's great heat. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I got. I uh, we were doing the Zoom 500 episode thing the other day, and 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 watching with the fans and stuff, and they they asked me my opinion on stuff, and I got them so heated, I was getting actual like uh, DMs in my Twitter of people threatening my life. Wow, so, you are doing yeah. your job, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 a winner. Yeah, I just do it, you know, do it. anything like I, my new my new mantra is any means necessary. So you love your weekly dose of bacon as my podcast, but you need even more bacon. Well, just go over to bacon as my You can engage even more with us over there. It's a pathway to our music, extra content, our social media pages. Most importantly, grab yourself some pretty sweet swag and put it all over your body parts. Again, that's bacon is my Listen to some tunes, pick up some merch, and tell us, what's your bacon? How come you guys haven't killed that beer yet? This one's gone. I'm ready for oh. nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was, I was interested in the question. Okay. Well, Jim, Jim, let's, let's, uh, All right. So what's the next one? So what's, uh, what should we do next? Oh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, you know, let's, we just did a stout. So let's, let's stay away from a stout for right now. You should we do the Satan wears pajamas? I mean that one definitely uh, just speaks to me <laughs> immediately when I look at the when I look at the can. I'm is like, that Satan Hugh Hefner pajamas. on the can? It looks like it. it it's like a Hugh Hefner slash most most interesting man in the world <laughs> vibe. It's probably a current photo of Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> you know we should we should have asked pa uh, Patty ne Negri. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. We uh we just had an interview with uh. Patty Negri and she's a uh, she's a medium and she's on Ghost Adventures and and um, very uh, the Good Witch of Hollywood yeah, yeah. and uh, she had uh, spoken recently to somebody about how she spoke to Hugh Hefner. She did a seance. She did a seance and spoke to him in, in the, right. at, the, at the Playboy Mansion. At the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. I actually know who you guys are talking about because I watch all that stuff. I'm a huge paranormal guy. So oh, okay. us too, man. We we loved yeah. it. It was so yeah. cool getting to talk to her. I've done the uh, the haunted museum in Vegas twice now. Um, nice. Both times something came. Both times something came home with my wife and I. So she's oh, not wow. really fond of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. She's she's not too fond of it. The second time was really good because it was when uh, the world kind of shut down. And uh, Mandy Leone, we were still out there for Ring of Honor. So the whole thing was when, when I left Milwaukee, the world was okay. When I landed in Vegas, everything was starting to shut down. It was real right. pre-pandemic. And it was like nobody knew what was going on. Well, it happened to be St. Patty's Day weekend. So we're like, they're like, you can either rebook your or rebook your flight, send you home. Or if you want to hang out in Vegas, you're here for three days. You know, it's you're still getting paid to be here. We're like, well, I'm staying. Like, it's yeah. literally a paid vacation in, in Vegas, right? And uh, my wife ended up flying out. She got a flight for like 40 bucks. And and Manny Leone set it up so that all the Ring of Honor talent, like, that was still there. We all got to hang out. And we did the the Paranormal Zach Baggins Museum. Um, cause she's, Mandy's a huge paranormal person. And so am I, yeah. it, it was amazing. Like there's like 20 of us going through this and it was this really good time. And then we all, you know, the strip and bar hopping and all that, but it was, right, right. It was a really good way to end or to begin the pandemic as all of us. And then, right. you know, then we went to the digital age and all that, but it was like a good memory for like the last time we were all together. Yeah, well, that's super cool. Funny enough, last time we were in Vegas, mm -hmm. uh, we went to a ring of honor show. <laughs> yeah yeah oh, okay <laughs> we're, we're we're from new york and um we actually had business to to uh attend to we we do um like conference uh av on the side and uh death before no i don't remember what what the event was i don't remember either um Did i get but, dark stone in my back well Did we I... went to the we went to the tv taping the next night okay so you guys had the yeah. pay-per-view on so, uh friday Yep, and then the Saturday you guys did the TV tapings, and that's what we went to. Yeah, we didn't yeah. get to go to the uh, we didn't get to go to the actual that show, but uh, yeah, but we got to go to the one afterwards. And man, what a great, <sighs> such a great time, such a cool. Like, I I can't stress enough to like people that are listening. Like, I mean, everybody knows that we're wrestling fans, and um, and a lot of our friends are pro wrestling fans. And but for those of you listening that like maybe haven't given it a shot, man, do yourself a favor and go to. A pro go go to an indie show near you yeah. you yeah. know go to an indie show don't everything doesn't have to be you know at an arena yeah. uh you know but go to an indie <laughs> show check out man you want to see people that are just busting their ass to entertain you and it's a fun time and it's interactive with a crowd when we can do that again like yeah. i can't wait to go to a wrestling yeah. show again. i well, can't wait was... for fans to be there you guys <laughs> right? feed us so much you know the energy you know? That has to be so weird. How do you like? How do you? Yeah, I was just gonna. How do you that. know that you're getting heat? All right, I, I just want to stop us for one second uh, before we go any further. I want to know: Are any of you guys aspiring podcasters or content creators, but you just kind of don't know where to start? Or maybe you're a current podcaster or content creator who's just sort of stuck in that creative rut. Maybe you're just trying to figure out a new and more engaging way to spice up your next interview. Well, then we here at Bacon Is My Podcast definitely suggest Poddex. These unique conversation starting cards will help you come up with engaging topics for episodes, help aim you into deeper discussions, and sometimes just break the ice between you and a guest. Head on over to poddex.com right now. Use the promo code BACON at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. Again, use the promo code BACON at poddex.com for 10% off because, well, everything is better with BACON. 
should I hold on to this longer? Should I not hold on to this longer? Is, well, people uh, slide you DMs going, hey, I'm going to kill you. Right, yeah. <laughs> you, you know that. That's It's not quite as immediate, but... It, no, and that's 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 the part that... Uh, this is really good, by the way. This is very yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big IPA guy, and, and this is... Uh, I, I normally right hate way. IPAs, and this is really good. Yeah, I, in the right ways. I also typically hate IPAs because they it always... Well, it says it's American It tastes Red like Ale. a... Uh, it, it tastes to me I mean, like potpourri isn't. smells. Sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And so, but this is actually really good. I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan. I like Anders yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, back to the question. It, it, yeah. wrestling is so instant gratification where we're used to the oohs and the ahs and the this is awesome or holy shit and all that. So we're like we're used to that. So like when we go, when we're out there, you can feed off the crowd. You know, like they might not, the crowd might not like this, but they might like this. Well, now with no crowd. You kind of just, it's more character based. So you got to focus more on your character and, and getting them to hate your character or like your character instead of just the moves, which I love because I'm, I'm a big fan. You know, trained by Harley Race and stuff. I'm a big fan of that old school psychology and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but the hardest part was I remember doing something in a match and, and normally you let it digest with the crowd like a big bump and you're, you're waiting for the crowd to do their holy shit or this is awesome. You're kind of waiting and it's never coming. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, wait right. a minute. So you got to learn your timing again. And then it's hard because like, it's like, for instance, the tape and beer bottle thing, we did that a month before it aired. So right. I had done the, the turn and stuff like that. And then filmed a couple matches after and was already, you know, in my mindset becoming this bad guy, but I couldn't do that online or interacting with fans yet because it hadn't right. aired yet. Oh yeah. That's gotta be rough. And so like, I'm yeah, so I'm thinking like next tapings, like what can I do to top that? And so I'm getting into that right. part of your brain where you know, like, how can I be an asshole to get people to hate me? But then online, it's like, oh yeah, you're great. I love teddy bears, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's then, like a split personality. It's yeah, great. exactly. And then the turn happens, and, and you're oh, okay, cool. I can finally tell people, you know, call them a putz, or or I right, can right. you know finally say what I want to say and. You know, and that that's the that was the hardest part of getting used to is is waiting for that reaction from the crowd for stuff. Right. So. I saw on your I saw on your Twitter you were you were saying that uh, you're gonna appropriate the word putts. Yep. I'm I'm a big fan of that. I think we're bringing is, it back. Putts is such a great insult. <laughs> it is. It is. It I was really watching is. the TV. Yeah, I was watching the TV show the the Goldbergs, and and there's an old Jewish man. And he kept saying putts, and then the kid kept saying it. And I'm like. That's a great derogatory, but not really derogatory term where right. yeah. you can say it to somebody and not get canceled. So I was like, I'm going to start doing that. Right. Yeah. It yeah. Works. It's like, yeah. it, it is insult. Like if someone calls you a putz, you know, it's an insult, but yeah. you're, you're kind of like, it's, did he just call me a putz? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like you used I, to I hear use stupid or dummy or idiot, but like a putz is kind of like, well, right. wait a minute, you know, makes him think. I, I use Dolt all the time. Dolt is good, yeah. And people okay. are like, what did you, what, what? Is people say that now? It's, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. My, yeah. my latest thing is, is when somebody says something, I just say no. Like, right. no matter what it is they say, they just make a statement. And I say no. And they get so angry at you because <laughs> you're saying no. Like, somebody said, the greatest wrestler of all time is Ric Flair. And I just said no. That's all I said was no. And he had right. another tirade on online about, you know, the whole 140, whatever it is, characters. And I just wow. responded with no. And he's got more and more mad at me. And my wife's like, stop it. I'm like, stop what? She's like, you're antagonizing him. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> All I'm saying is no. 
you right. know, or or your opinion is wrong, <laughs> and they yes. get mad. It's one word, and it's a really short one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so th- th- this brings me to my next question. This is obvious, I guess. What's better, working face or heel? Uh, you sell more merchandise as a face, but working heel is a lot better because you can get all your aggression out. I, I well, love being a heel personally. I, I think it's easier to get people to hate you than like you, especially when right. you're a 300 pound bald toothless guy, you know? <laughs> um, but it is, I have found it though, it is getting hard, you know, being the Beer City Bruiser of getting people to boo me because who doesn't like hanging out with their buddies and drinking beer? Well, yeah, yeah. It, it resonates. It's kind of like, oh, like if you look across um, the roster and you're like, who would I want to hang out with? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super easy. You know, like yeah. I, I like to hang out with the with the drinkers. <laughs> yeah. Well, case in point, like who's who on the ROH roster is here? You, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. It. yeah. But I, I much prefer being a heel because I can uh, I can take my real life frustrations and take it out. You know, um, Steve Carino gave me great advice when I was real young in the business. You know, kind of a mentor of mine. He said that there's a line heels don't cross. Why can't you cross that line? As long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as you're not being racist or sexist or touching on politics or religion, you know, the, the sensitive subjects, right. why can't you cross that line? And so I use that for stuff. And, and, and when it comes to like creative and stuff, like when I was on the Indies, I, it didn't matter because I was my own boss. But now that I'm going to bring up honor and I have to tell them my, like my last turn that I just did, I pitched them a bunch of ideas and they're like, out of the five ideas, they like three of them. And I said, what about these two? So that's way too extreme. Like you got to think that you can't do that on TV. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Okay, cool. But at least, you know, I'm willing to go that far, you know, right, and I think yeah. that's what makes a great heel, you know? So what was the transition like going from uh, being on the Indies to being on a television show? Right. Cause you, you've got a, you know, you've got your hard camera, you've got your, you know, your times that you got to hit and stuff like that. What, how was that transition as far as putting together matches and, uh, and kind of like doing your thing? It, it took me a while. Um, but I was lucky to have, um, Silas young, um, since, since we came from the area and they put us together real early and he'd been there for so long, he was able to help me, um, again, Steve Carino, another big help where when you're putting your matches together, now you have to think of where the hard cam is. Um, cause mm-hmm. you always play the hard cam when it's an indie show, you're playing for the crowd. It's all 100% the crowd. You want the crowd to be interactive. You want them to be excited. Whereas with TV, 70% the camera, 30% the crowd, because it's the, right. the crowd's there already. They already paid their money. They're in the building. It's those other people that when we go to their town, we want them to come to the building. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was like, okay, I had to figure that out. And then I had to figure out when I'm doing stuff. Um, when I used to do the frog splash, I didn't know I was doing it out of the wrong corner all the time. And Todd Sinclair came up to me one day, pants. And he says, uh, you know, you're doing the frog splash out of the wrong corner. I says, no, what do you mean? He goes, you got to think they want to shoot you jumping off the top rope because then they can replay it. And then the more they replay it, the more you're on TV. I was like, I didn't even think about that. He goes, yep. Just think about where that camera is and make sure there's a camera on you before you jump. So now every time you look up, I'm now I'm hitting another same, you know, right. Same two corners. And it was, took me about six months to get used to that. You know, I've had a, I don't want to say stinker matches on TV, but I just had matches where like, if I go back and I watch them now, I'd be like, Oh, I would have flipped this this way. It would have looked so much better. You know? Right. Right. Um, and I did become really good friends with with Gator and Seth, our cameramen, because before matches, I can come and I learned. I 
I don't know if you guys remember reading Mick Foley's book, but he used to, he used to approach the camera guys yep. about yeah. certain moves. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to do that. So I'd walk up, Hey, I'm going to do this, this time and this, can you shoot it this way? Or what's your idea? And, and working with them, cause they know better than I do. They're the ones working the cameras. Sure. And, uh, Gator's the one that came up to me one day. He goes, man, I respect you so much because you care about my opinion to make you look good. I go, without right. you, man, I, nobody sees me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you yeah, make yeah. me look good. You make a 300-pound, bald, toothless guy look good where people want to interact with me. That's you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, that's that's so smart because, um, you know, when you're you're doing a TV product is what you're doing. It's like, okay, so here's here's what I bring to the table. How can I do this? better so that you can get a better angle of it. How can I, you know, I, I would think, I would think that that would be something you, that, that would just completely change how you approach things once yeah. you talk to them and you figure that out. Um, do you do that with the announcers too? Or are you kind of like, Hey, I'm going to do this, this, and this, or is that. Yeah. Ian, Ian and Caprice are amazing announcers. And, and here's why, uh, now that we do the bubble and stuff like that, even before it, it was easier before quarantine and all that because we could actually walk up to Caprice and Ian right. and talk to them. But now that we're in the bubble and stuff, they will text talent individually. What story are you trying to tell? Is there any key points we have to hit? Is there a mm. new move you're debuting? Is it new gear? And they and they both do their research. You know, they're not just two guys, you know, uh um, talking. They want to relay the same story we're relaying. So they want to get on the same page as us. And, it, and it's really cool how they reach out to us and, and oh, yeah, man, I, I'm going to do this in this match, you know. Um, okay, cool, we'll do that. And then the best thing about that, too, they don't know what's happening other than what the key points you tell them. So their reactions are genuine reactions. Right. Yeah. And I've learned with no fans and stuff, you can hear them. So now in my head when I put matches together, I hear Ian and Caprice calling it. And like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this is what's that, you know. And, oh, what a bastard. He did this and this. And. It's just really cool, you know, and, and, and I respect them because they reach out to us to put that story together because they know their job is to paint the picture for the viewers at home. What I liked about with Ian and stuff is after the, the beer bottle, the next match was a um, week by week match. And I, I tried to take a cigar and burn Brett. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that brought was Why did you do that? And I said, because in my head, the worst thing that ever happened to me is when Vincent put a cigar out of my chest. So I want to do that to somebody else. So now when he's doing his commentary, because he found that out, when I pulled it out, he's like, there's no way he's going to do this. This was one of the worst days of his life. And, you right. know, he was able to. So if you guys doing this can find these indie guys and these indie guys will probably have no idea who their character is. That's what I found out about indie wrestling. They yeah. just want to go out and do moves. But if you walk up and go, what, do you, what story are you telling? What can I sell for you? And right. they don't make indie wrestling better because they got to think, like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, you want to know a story? Right. You know why I mean? do yeah. I, why do we care? What's your, you know, what's your motivation? Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, that's it's, huge. you're a storyteller in the ring, right? So, yep. and, and you have all these other things, you have the cameramen, you have the announcers that are extensions that should be uh, looked at as extensions of you to tell your story. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's cool. But yeah, yeah thank thank you for that because that immediately <laughs> started me thinking on stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, well, and you you immediately brought up probably one of the greatest guys ever. And that's Bobby Heenan because oh, man, you believed everything Bobby said. You yep. know what I mean? Like even if he was making fun of a guy, he still made the guy look better than he was. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't about you know? making Bobby Heenan look awesome. It was about making the guy look either great or 
or yes. like an awful person or like a and by extension Heenan yeah he he has amazing had amazing timing and amazing yep. comic you know and, and his knowledge is absolutely insane but it was always about the person in the ring not him not him exactly like you remember when the NWO came in he he they'd come over to the announce desk and he would do everything he possibly could to get out of there yeah, because they were the outsiders coming in, and, and I remember as a kid that sold me on the NWO. Like, wait a minute, maybe these guys are outsiders. Maybe you know what I mean? It was right. What maybe this is real. Was. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Like these guys are in. Why yeah. is he reacting that way? They know this is happening. I I remember that. I I remember exactly that. Like seeing him like look super uncomfortable and start to move <laughs> out. You're so right. I noticed that too. That was crazy. Yeah. And it's it's like it's like Bobby Bobby should like these guys. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. He should like these guys. But he doesn't. I also like that he never liked Hogan, whether Hogan was was <laughs> good or bad. It was consistent. It was con he was like, he's a it's piece of trash. He's a piece of trash <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like that. I, I I don't I like when I when I see stuff like that from from the announcers. They don't just flip flop. I never I never really understood why somebody you hated yesterday did something and now you you're their biggest fan right it's like, yeah yeah if you if you hated that it's it's one of the things i like about um if you watch like Corey graves with sasha banks right yep. right everything is always about like yeah she's really great and everything but what a piece of trash human being <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, exactly yep no matter whether she's you know what what side of the fence she's lying on that day um so I, I was, and Bobby Heenan was just one of those guys too. Were like, man, you knew how he stood on everybody, yeah, and you definitely knew who, where he stood on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So can as far we, as can like, do another one now or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say. I'm gonna, let's, I'm let's gonna go. go for the uh, the beer for pizza. I, beer for pizza. you know I have that one in my hand right now, so. Excellent. Nice. All right. Beers for pizza. I like so I like the the thing I like about craft beers is the labeling. Cause it's not your normal yeah, Miller Lite, Bud Light stuff. It's it's like this looks like somebody put some time into this, you know. There's some mice on it. Yeah, that I yeah. I, I noticed the same thing in like hot sauces. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. craft beers and hot sauces to me have a, a similar kind of labeling to like album covers. Oh, yeah. yes. You yes. know what I mean? Cheers. Cheers. Uh cola inspired, it says. I was gonna say it tastes like Coke. Wow, yeah, and it's fizzy like that too. Holy cow. This is There's delicious. Of... Wow. Wow. It, you know what? This this so my wife is not a big beer drinker. She lied to me when we first met. <laughs> <laughs> Longest one night stand ever. But this is something <laughs> I think she would drink. And I always tell my my friends that know me really well, if I say my wife's willing to drink a beer, they know it doesn't taste like beer because she hates beer. Right. But I've I've gotten her with stuff, you know, like yeah. uh, some stouts and stuff that are real chocolatey. Um, yeah. Yingling made one with a Hershey uh, in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good that one. That is excellent. Thank you. And and yes. I we don't get Yingling in the Midwest. It's only when I go out east. I always pack. Yep. That's my favorite beer in the whole world. And I always pack a case in my travel carry-on to fly home with me. Well, we were out there, uh, Jimmy Seafood in Maryland after Free Enterprise. My wife was with me, and I, I tricked her. I went up, and I ordered one of the, the Hershey uh, Yingling Stouts in the glass. I said, hey, give this a try. It's a new kind of chocolate milk. She's like, sure. And she tried it. She drank three glasses before I told her it was beer. 
<laughs> but that's how I know it's good. And this is one of those things, man, where I think I could trick her wow. into. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, an like, off color brewery. It, it says, yeah, it says um, cola inspired and botanical. What is botanical? Uh, yeah. like, what does like, that mean? Uh, floral. It's got, I would think. It's got, <laughs> it's got potpourri in it. It's got potpourri. It does. It does. So, so it's an IPA. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's. Yeah. What a. Wow. Kudos to okay. Uh, well, wait, 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 brewery. wait. It says secret natural flavors here: uh, dark sugar syrup, okay, cola nut, yep. lime juice, vanilla, lemon zest, orange zest, orange blossom, <laughs> cinnamon, coriander, nutmeg, and citric acid. All right. I just I see a oregano. shop. You taste. I just oregano? see a chef like sitting over a beer like thing, just like scratching the lemon zest in, and you know. Right, right. <laughs> now, what what might be uh, available in the Midwest is because it's a um, Boulder Brewery is in Colorado, right? Shake chocolate porter. I haven't had that. I'll try it. Oh yeah, if you can find that, oh, that's heaven. Uh, Yeti's got um, a chocolate porter as well. That you can find in the Midwest. What what part of the Midwest are you in? I'm in Milwaukee. I'm in Wisconsin. Oh, I'm okay. Right, yeah. I'm, right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Indiana. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. So uh, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I moved to New York. What a heel. Uh, our, uh, <laughs> the booker for Ring of Honor is from Illinois, and I always apologize. He's uh, Illinois, Missouri, the border there, you know, right, handball right. that area. And I always apologize. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Because I lived in yeah. Missouri for years. I've wrestled in Illinois, I've wrestled in Indiana. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I, I I get that too. People are like, "Oh, I'm from I'm from Illinois." And I'm like, "Wow, you're surprisingly not a dick." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> One of my best friends is uh, he. So the guy that I, I he's he's literally a brother of me. His name's Brandon Blaze. He I always make fun of him because everything to him is Chicago. He's from uh -huh. Chicago, so it's like you know he's a, he's a White Sox fan, which I don't get. But uh, somebody will say something, people like, the Bears are the best, and Chicago this, and Chicago that. I go, dude, that happened in Joliet, which is like three hours away from Chicago. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't say Chicago. He's like, well, people don't know anything outside of Illinois. I go, because that's it. Illinois sucks. That's right. why. <laughs> it's because they don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, like uh, Giant Stadium. Right. Around here, it's it's like, that's oh, New Jersey, York Giants. Right? New York. Yeah, it's in New Jersey. Yep. <laughs> It's in I found Jersey. that out when, when we did the MSG show and they were doing uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of New York fans were mad because they were doing WrestleMania at Giant Stadium. I said, well, isn't that here? And they're like, no, that's in Jersey. I'm like, right. what? Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, this this brings me to my next thing. I was at that show as well. Um, okay. I actually opted. Um, well, semi-opted. So uh, I ended up being a seat filler at NXT on Friday. Okay. I went to G1 Supercard on Saturday, and I decided not to freeze my ass off at WrestleMania <laughs> on Sunday because I had done it like however long before that. Right. Um, when it was Roxena 2. Right. Oh, twice yeah, in yeah. a lifetime. Yep. Um, I, we we froze our asses off. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I'm not did. doing that. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did not get tickets. This guy did something way cooler than I did. Yes. Um well it's not my cool it's i'm i'm cool adjacent because uh <laughs> my girlfriend works for joan jet and okay she's, cool. she's her lighting director and when joan 
did WrestleMania and she was going to play um, Becky Lynch out to the, or not Becky Ronda Lynch, Ronda, Ronda Rousey right. out to the ring. She got me in as crew and I was like, nice. cool. So I was like, I was one of the like guards of Joan's door and stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, so I kind of got to run around WrestleMania, which was just, I've been to a couple manias, but this was just so absolutely insane to me. It's like, I'm walking down the hall and like Bret Hart's walking towards me. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> hi, <laughs> did, but did you lose your ticket to this wrestling? I did not lose my ticket at this one. No, this guy, we had to, we had to actually walk the mania before this one. Uh, we actually yeah. had to walk through one of the boxes to get to our seats, and we we went we went to our seats the first uh, at first, and then we went back down to go get some merch. And yeah, between he there, his, he lost his, my his ticket. my ticket was gone. <laughs> and then and, our friend yeah. was so drunk. That he passed out at the seats. So the only way we could get in to that spot was to call our friend. And it of course he wasn't out. answering. He was the phone. Nice. So when, but when we did anyway. MSG, they gave us lanyards that said talent and stuff. And, and yeah. we, we each got an extra one for because everybody supercard of honor is like when all the ring of honor guys bring your, your families. It's kind of like a big thing for us. And then it was MSG. So it's like, you know, never in my wildest dreams, I think I'd wrestle in Madison Square Garden. So Brian and I, uh, they had the wives kind of up a little bit in like a, a specialty box. So we get done and stuff. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go talk to the, to the wives. He's like, yeah, let's go. And I had my lanyard. And as I walked through the, the security guard goes, Hey, that was a great, great match. I'm a real big fan of yours. I said, thanks, man. You know, it's awesome. So I go up by my wife and all the wives, and I'm talking every ring of honor wife was just three sheets to the wind. Cause I guess they had an open bar up there and they're just, <laughs> and we had this huge plan afterwards, all the guys and the wives, we're all going to go up to some fancy steak place. And we're all going to, you know, right. live it up. She just did this. And Nope. All of us went back to the hotel room, <laughs> sat in the hotel lobby while our wives slept off what they were drinking all night long. <laughs> oh man. I'd given my wife, my lanyard. She wanted to see it. And I forgot it was her. So when I went back, the same oh. security guard that told me he was a big fan of mine wouldn't let me back in the locker room because I didn't have the credentials. Oh. And I go, bro, I took a selfie with you. He goes, no, I'm just trying to follow policy. I'm like, I guarantee you, you're not getting fired over this. Right. Like, <laughs> like let me go, man. So I had to go you're all more the likely way to get in up. trouble. I had to go all the way back up, get my lantern, came back down. He's like, I was just kidding, man. You could have went through. I'm like, you're such a dick. Oh. <laughs> but no, wrestling, uh, uh, when, when I started wrestling, I'm, I'm a big bucket list guy. So I had bucket lists of things I want to do and all that. And when I got back from Japan with the Honor um, Honor United or the Ring of Honor show in Japan, I got back. I'm like, okay, cool. There's one more thing on my bucket list. And I don't think I'll ever a accomplish that. And that's Russell Madison Square Garden. Just because that's the building. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I don't know. When I was a kid watching uh, TV, you see Hogan do the prayer and the slap in the chest and walk, yeah, you yeah. know, the hallway. And it's like, man, you know, that's that's the place. And then when they announced it, nobody in the locker room believed it. We we're all like, okay, that's cool. And then we just kind of waited. Like, you know, right. it's like one of those things where you don't want to jinx it. So nobody talked about it. And as the date got closer and closer, it's like, no, we don't, we don't want to, you know, <laughs> don't jinx this. And yeah. then the graphics started coming out and then it's like, okay, we're doing this. And right, then right. now, now they're advertising. <laughs> yeah. 
That makes and then, it real. then you're there. And I remember walking out and the first thing I noticed was the ceiling. Cause I always remember the WrestleMania hype videos where they show the pyro going on the ceiling and stuff. And mm-hmm. I just, I remember that. And I, I looked up at the ceiling and I almost started to cry. Cause it's like, I'm here. I get to do this. And normally our entrance was through the crowd back then. I talked to production. They're like, nope, we want you to walk on the stage. We want you to walk out, take a second and take it all in. Yeah, like yeah. we don't know when this will happen again. Or I get goosebumps now thinking of it. I have a picture framed on my wall of me standing on the stage with my name, you know, in Madison Square Garden. It's just, it's amazing. That's that's so amazing. It's so cool. it's, it's crazy because it doesn't matter what kind of entertainment you're in. It's it's like one of those things you say, "What's the goal?" and and everybody in every form of entertainment is like Madison Square Garden. Yep. Right. There are bigger arenas. There are um fancier arenas but man msg is just that's that's the one you know iconic yeah 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 Yeah. man so was it the as far as like if you had to pick one memory from wrestling at the garden was that it the standing on the staging or looking up at the ceiling what what was it for you what when you were there what thing gave you the most like holy shit it was actually so they I was in the battle Royal, obviously. And, um, I had found out Suzuki. I had wrestled him a couple times beforehand and he had asked creative to do something with me in the ring. Now now here's, here's Suzuki who is literally a a legend and not just wrestling, but MMA. And, you know, he's, he's an icon. Absolutely. And, the business that I'd done with him the year before had made an impression on him where when he saw me, he went and said, I want to do something with him. So I remember we're in the the ring and I'm doing the, the beer punches into the bite and all the people chanting beer. And then I bite. And I used to look at the, the camera and say, I can't bite. And I look at the other camera. I ain't got no teeth and everyone's saying it with me. And I just remember going, man, this is so cool. Like, right. You know, <laughs> And yeah. so like that, that stands out because Suzuki went out of his way to help a kid like me. And then on top of that, 20,000 fans who, who don't owe me anything were, right. were chanting along with me and, and doing my catchphrase. Right. I was, I was, uh, you know, I was so happy. And my wife got on video and I just remember thinking, man, this is, you know, like I could die tomorrow and I'm fine. If my plane crashed on the way home, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, like right. I yeah. you it. made it, you made it. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. you know, obviously when everything's done, you know, now it's okay. New bucket list. So now I have my new yeah. bucket list I'm working on. So nice. Oh, that's, dude, awesome. that's so what a great story. That's awesome. Yeah. We, yeah. we spoke, we actually, we spoke with uh, Chase Owens and I was oh, like, okay, yeah. Good man, how, how, how mean is Suzuki in real life? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, you know, it just depends on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> if he likes yeah. you, you know, and if he doesn't like you, you really know. Right. No, and I and I heard that. I heard that about him, Naido, and Liger and stuff. And I had to do stuff with them three weeks in a row. And I'm like, great. Three weeks in a row with, with literally three <laughs> three future Hall of Famers. Two of them right now, yeah. Liger and, and Suzuki. Yeah. yeah. And I remember like I'm not gonna change anything about me. I'm in this position for a reason. And, and when I'm in the ring, I, I hit hard. Like you uh-huh. know you're in a match with me. Just because that's the way I was brought in with Harley, you know. Right, mm-hmm. and I remember doing it to Suzuki, and him hit me back going, "I should probably lighten up because this guy's gonna kick my ass." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "No, keep, keep, keep." So I'm still doing it. And he's hitting me, and I'm hitting him. And I'm going, "I'm gonna murder this guy." <laughs> he just kept hitting me, and like after things done, he goes, "You're a good kid. You no change." 
no change at all. I said, no problem, sir. Oh, so I kept awesome. it that way. And that's how I guess I earned the respect so that when I wrestled Naido in Toronto, I got done with the match and I walk him back and BJ Whitmer, who was in charge of Gorilla, comes up and goes, man, you just, you, you earned a bunch of bonus points. So what do you mean? He goes, Naido took almost a dozen bumps for you and he doesn't bump for anybody. They only bump for people they respect. Right. And I let, he let me give him a DVD on the apron to the floor. Oh, wow. That's a lot of respect. And he yeah, goes, yeah. You, you need to remember that. And I remember walking up to Naido afterwards and thanking him. And he goes, you no change. You you stay. You stay. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't care who complains now because I have three legends telling me I did exactly, all right. That's right? awesome. You know you're doing the right thing. So, like, yeah. so when when you're wrestling guys like Naido and, uh, and, and Suzuki, so how much does the language barrier – how much how big of a hurdle is it um because you when you're working out a match do you work i mean you, you you hear guys say oh well we called it in the ring or oh we called it beforehand how do you call it at all there, there's really no language barrier when it comes to wrestling okay so for instance when you, a clothesline's a clothesline there's no japanese yeah. word for clothesline um right. you know so in the back they come and they talk to you it's kind of like a feeling out process they want to know how much you know type thing mm -hmm. Um, so, so they, they, you know, they feel you out. And then when you're coming up with stuff, you know, you gotta be, the thing with, with them is respect. Yeah. So you don't just want to say, I'm going to do this to you. You want to say, uh, I'm thinking maybe, and then you say it and then let them answer you. And mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, they will always say yes. Cause they're crazy, <laughs> you know? And, uh, there was, when I, when I did the honor rising tour, I got to wrestle Hiroki Goto for the Never Open Weight Championship. And he's like one of my, I, I, he was always on my bucket list of guys to wrestle because I've always looked up to him. And putting the match together was so easy because he had already watched a bunch of my matches. So he actually knew stuff that I do in the ring. Mm -hmm. So he would be like, oh, you, uh, I can't fight. I said, yeah, I can do that. Oh, you, you know, frog splash. Yeah, I can do that. You know, so it was really cool because wrestling is such a universal language. You know, moves don't change. There's, you know, it's an arm drag, it's a hip right, toss, yeah. it's a clothesline. So I remember talking to Harley and asking him that, said, how'd you call it with like, you know, Baba and stuff? He says, wrestling's a universal language. You shoot a guy off, say hip toss. He knows he's taking a hip toss. You know, there's no, no Japanese, no Spanish, nothing. It's all the same. It's that's the, the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's cool. So that's that's awesome. I'd heard that like in Mexico they work the opposite arm. You know, like they work from the right <laughs> instead of the left and stuff. So yeah. I, I imagine that. But as far as someone saying like it's still like a universal thing, like that's yeah. that's the first time I've heard that too. Uh, yeah, the hard part, the small talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Damn, like <laughs> I, I you you always hear like the learning tree. So you you. Yeah. You learned from Harley Race. Yep. Right. So, yeah. You first came off one of the best. Like, ever. Okay. Um, <laughs> you come into Ring of Honor and you learn from Silas Young, which, I mean, for for like a mainstream crowd, may not necessarily know the name, but the dude is a bona fide badass. Like, the, he's he's great. He's, he's a really, really, really great wrestler. Great in psychology. Great, great technician like <sighs> and he's the same so in cool. real life there's no difference between the last real man character and the real yeah. person 
<laughs> like everyone asks when I was tagging with them, I get questions about that all the time. And I'm like, Nope, same, same person. Same there was man. a time, a quick story is, uh, the, we we're in Pittsburgh going to a show and the brewers, Milwaukee brewers were in Pittsburgh and they had a, a, a game there, a three game series. Well, Brian Braun was flown home after game one, game one to get a thumb MRI or some, something happened to him. So on our flight to Philly, I see Ryan Braun and I go, Hey, and I'm a big Brewers fan. I said, like, it's Ryan Braun. He's like, yeah. So I walk up, say hi. He's like, Hey, and we're getting on the plane. And now Ryan Braun's first one on the plane, sitting first class, the whole thing. And Silas goes, watch this. So, all right, cool. So Silas had his knee brace because he was doing an angle on TV with his knee. So he had his knee brace on the outside and he walks up and he stops literally the whole boarding process right in front of Ryan Braun and goes, Hey, Ryan. Real men work through injuries, and he taps the knee brace and keeps walking. And I'm like, <laughs> "Did this just happen?" <laughs> Probably my favorite Silas story ever. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so like you, you, then you get you get into your first like real big promotion uh, with Silas Young, and then you hang out with Rock and Roll Express. Like you hear about the learning tree. How much of that is true? Like, how much do you learn from those guys as opposed to, like, actually doing it? I I always tell people you learn more drinking beer in the bar afterwards than you do when you're actually in the ring. And, and, and I've always – first of all, I'm a fan. Like, the reason I became a wrestler is I was a fan, you know, and, and it's it's been my passion. It's what I've always wanted to do. So when I meet legends like that, I want to learn. I want to know they've done it before. I mean, how many sellouts has Harley done? How many sellouts has right. the rock and roll express done? They're obviously doing something right, especially the rock and roll express. They're still doing it. Right. So I look at that opportunity to, to ask them questions and, and learn. And, and it doesn't happen. Like you learn in the ring, obviously, but it's afterwards, you know, you buy them a beer, you sit down, here's a beer. Hey, when you did this and they just start telling you stories and then they start telling you, you know, I remember, um, after the first night, Brian and I were sitting in the, the NWA power, we're sitting kind of just in the crowd, just waiting for the show to start. Like there's no crowd people are in the ring and stuff. And Robert came up to us and he goes, Hey, and he asked us a question. We didn't have the answer to it. And he goes, I'm going to tell you the answer. And for the next hour, it went on to us about how important a partner is on the apron for the guy in the ring. And you don't think about that. You know what I mean? Like you don't think about that when you're, you know, you're thinking about your stuff. You don't think about how you react when you're on the ring. Right. And, and he goes, I challenge you guys to try this tonight and see what happens. And we did. And we got huge reaction. Wow. But obviously we learned, you know, from the best, you know, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I encourage any young guy out there, like you have your, your, we call mark out moments, you know, and, and I have a funny story with that, but like, you still want to learn from these guys. They've done stuff, especially guys that have been everywhere and done everything. And like, like Harley's forgotten when, before he passed, he forgot more in wrestling that I could ever learn. And just to mm -hmm. get a little bit of what he taught me, you know, it is amazing. He always had a saying, wrestling was here long before you. It'll be here long after you. So while you're here, why not make the best of it and then make it better for the next generation? That guy could be as he could be as egotistical as he wanted, you know what I mean? And he didn't. He was so humble and so taking care of everybody that that's how I try to live now. Yeah, you hear that when you hear stories about him, and honestly, about a lot of the the more iconic legends. You know, you hear that idea of like they were always looking towards the future of the business 
in yep. general versus just trying to keep themselves uh keep that little piece of whatever for themselves yeah, yeah. all right i think we need to do the uh coffee dino s'mores all right um so you can do that okay uh you can open that up and you can grab your glass and stuff what i'm gonna do is we actually have a sponsor called pod decks and what they are is they're similar to like cards against humanity where um you know they're just like icebreakers they're cool little questions and stuff anecdotal things you're making a sour face oh no i'm letting you do your ad this is uh i wasn't expecting this <laughs> okay very thick very thick as i Vis as i poured it viscousy. It, yeah. it definitely smells um i smell, you can smell the, the coffee yeah I smell the coffee stoutness Ooh, of yeah. it definitely coming through. um so yeah this uh, what we do is we we let you take uh pick one of the decks cheers uh so they have the what the heck deck the uh interview deck two would you rather interview deck one and the episode deck and um pick one of those decks and we're going to ask you a question i want to do the would you rather i like those uh, um like in Family Guy, like the Quagmire, would would you rather? I love those. So let's do it. Would you rather? Oh, that's very vanilla. -y. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. When I'm when I'm tasting yeah. this, I'm the smell of it it's is smooth. familiar to other coffee stouts. I definitely yes. get that. That it's like it's like super smooth, but it's mm -hmm. like, do you really want to drink this whole thing? I, I, I would, do because I love beer. I, but this is something you could have after you just had a nice steak dinner. And you want to yeah. just sit oh, and yeah. chill out, right? Just, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You let it simmer. I couldn't. Yeah, see you don't. You don't pound this type of beer. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah I, will, I couldn't but see you doing. I, I couldn't see right. doing more than a couple of these. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, this is definitely a one dessert beer to get that on mm -hmm. your. You know, okay, I had a great meal with my buds. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Very thick. So uh, what we do here is I'm going to fan this out. Jim's going to put his finger by the deck and you just tell us when to stop and stop right there right there that okay one. right there Perfect. and young james here is going to ask you this question okay <laughs> beer city bruiser would you rather lick every inanimate object that you see or be licked by every living thing that you see i think i'd rather be licked by every little every living thing I don't want to lick inanimate objects. <laughs> I think that's a good answer. That's would, a that's a yeah. good answer. I would probably pick the same thing because like I, I, I get more pleasure out of being licked. I think. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm. Yeah. I'm. You know. I. Sometimes you're the licker. Sometimes you're the licky. Yeah. <laughs> but it happens. But uh, I think in that situation, I'd rather be the licky. Yeah. <laughs> but good question though. <laughs> yeah. No. That's. Um, yeah. I prefer to lick animate objects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If I can catch them. Wow, yeah. Good point. So yeah, Sometimes if you go to poddex.com right now, use the promo code BACON, 10% off. 10% off your whole order. They and have, you get the uh, swag cool too. They got cool it's, swag too. And I love how you said it's a great icebreaker, because that is like you buy one of those decks, read a question, now you have something to talk about. People like want to start a podcast podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people are not good at it. Right? No, they're not, not. A lot yeah. of people can just talk nonstop. Not everybody can. has verbal diarrhea like we do. 
uh, on a guy that gets asked daily to be on podcasts, I'm I'm thankful now that we have uh, Mark, our our publicist, who you guys know about, right. because he will he has this whole process to get us on podcasts so that it's not just you know and because before I had him, it was literally some guy in his basement. Hey, are you a pro wrestler? Like, yeah, that's why you have me on your podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What do you, who do you wrestle for? You, you know what I mean? It's like, right. Yeah. Bro, just cause you can, t- and he has three followers. It's like, just cause you can talk doesn't mean you need a podcast, man. Like nobody cares. I, I yeah. had to do more jumping jacks than I've ever had to do in my life. Talking to Mark. Oh yeah. Mark's, Mark's great. Mark protects us. No, you know? I, I, I'm kidding. Get... Mark is great. My, Mark yeah. was really good. And, and that's why when he sends us, like when he sends us stuff like you guys, I'm like, cool. I'm not going to waste an hour of my time. I'm going to have fun with these guys. We're going to, you know, it, it's it's a good time instead of a work or you know. You how can do, I? How can yeah. I get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> we've we've had we've had past guests that have definitely been like, how do I get out of this? Right. But then when they came on, they were like, oh, this is okay, right? This is, <laughs> you guys have bacon in the name, so you had me hooked. <laughs> See, Mark, well, all these are. Mark, Mark really likes you guys. So I was like, all right, I want to do it. And nice, then you cool. sent me beer. Like, you guys are not my favorite podcast. <laughs> cool. <Nice>. Yes. <laughs> Bacon in the name, sent you beer. Yeah. We know we know how to market. Next time, <laughs> next time we'll send you bacon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll find one or, a, or a bacon beer. I Don't do that. One. Don't do that. I couldn't Don't find a bacon beer. So they do so, have bacon beer in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. we we do something on our Patreon. That is called tasting is my passion. And we had we we taste weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. Pretty awful. Bugs are coming up. <sighs> yeah. Don't remind me. Uh so yeah, we had ranch bacon soda. soda. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Huh? Oh, bacon soda Dude, was awful. I can't even tell you how bad it was. Ranch soda was probably like if you wring out all of the the gear. At the end of a show, like at the end of the G1 Supercard, if you wrung out everybody's gear into a glass, that's probably what it tasted like. Yeah, similar. Oh. It's definitely what it smelled like. <laughs> it's, oh. it's absolutely what it smelled yeah. like. It smelled like armpit and feet. Yeah. I, 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 was is, say, I know how much I sweat and the whole card full of guys sweat. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they make it. They make this they soda make and they sell it. And somebody I was an idiot it. and I paid for it. Somebody, somebody <laughs> drinks it. We are that somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But but you did it to entertain your fans. So that's okay. It, absolutely. Well, and as, as you know, that's that's what the that's whole what deal the whole is. Thing is for. <laughs> it's the whole thing is. I always, my wife will ask me why I do stupid stuff on, on stuff, like get darts thrown on my back. And I said, well, did you hear the people? <laughs> you know, like yeah. when I was younger, I used to do it with my buddies to make my buddies happy. Now I just do it for millions of people. To, to, now to you get paid. Happy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I get paid. Yeah. <laughs> now you get paid to do it. <laughs> Hey, look at that car out there. Yep, that's what those darts did. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Right, right. <laughs> those darts pay for that pool you're in. <laughs> yeah. I, my only regret from that match is I tried to get one of the darts to save. I want I want to save one, you know, like, hey, this was stuck in my back on national right. paper. Like, I want this. So I went to Top Guy, who, who runs, like, he gets all our stuff for us. Yeah. I said, man, get, I need one of those darts. I need one of those darts. He goes, I can't find them. Fans took them. Oh. I was like, what? Said, yeah, they took your bloody shirt. They took that. They took some beer bottle pieces and all that. I'm like, oh, my God. 
So if there's a fan listening to this and you have one of those darts, I'd like it for my collection. I was, I was just going to say, if you're if you're out there listening to this right now and you have one of those darts, contact us or contact yeah. Beer City Bruiser and we'll make sure that uh, we're going to try and track down It makes its way back dart. to its rightful home. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was in my back, you know. And, right. And, Hey guys, I got a quick question for you. Are you dog people? If you know anything about us, you know that here at Bacon's My Podcast, our dogs are our family members, right? Uh, we love to give them a little something extra to look forward to every month, get them excited, and that's why we subscribe to BarkBox. So every single month, Bruce, Bane, and Bruno are treated to two brand new durable toys, plus like uniquely curated packs of treats. It keeps them excited, keeps them engaged. And uh, you never have to like go out shopping for stuff. So if you have a four-legged furry friend that is your favorite alliteration, we got a special deal for you. Just for being a Bacon Is My Podcast consumer, if you head over to baconismypodcast.com and scroll to the sponsors, click on the BarkBox link, you'll get an extra toy in your first order from BarkBox. So head over once again, baconismypodcast.com, click on the BarkBox link, and spoil your favorite four-legged furry friend today. More alliteration. What's your bacon? So what what was it like getting uh getting a wrestling buddy? Oh, this like, was amazing. Like when you saw the wrestling buddy of you. So my uh, I re- reached out to the guy who who uh does the wrestling buddies and I said, Hey man, I'm looking to get one for me and Malonis. And uh he says, yeah, that's what you got to send me and stuff. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, I don't know if I can do this because Ring of Honor's thinking about doing that. I said, just make me one. Like, yeah. I have to have a wrestling buddy of me, you know? Yeah. And so they sent it to me, and I'm blown away by it. And uh, It looked so cool, man. Yeah, and people want to buy it, but I can't sell them yet. And then right. the goggles are actually, they're, they're called beer goggles because Brian and I were like, hey, we should think of a way to come up with beer goggles for people. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. A guy who you remember Macho Man, his old glasses, and they used to make he Absolutely. used to have all those. His kid, I think it is, makes makes those now. Oh, so he reached okay. out to me and says, Hey, I heard you're looking for this. I can do this for you. And he showed me his work. I'm like, wait, that's Macho Man's NWO glasses. Wait, that's Macho. And wow. he's like, Oh yeah, my dad worked for Macho Man. I'm like, well, then yeah. <laughs> then yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all day, yes. Like, you don't need to sell me anything. You, you made your dad made macho stuff. You're taking over the business. Oh. Yes, please send them to me. <laughs> Dude, Macho Man was one of my one of my favorites of all time. Like my wrestling buddy that I owned when I was a little kid was Macho Man. Yeah, I had a Macho Man one, and my little brother had an Ultimate Warrior one. <laughs> <laughs> I I met Macho Man at a show. Harley brought him in, and all Macho Man wanted to do is play basketball. So we're all shooting hoops, and then out of the blue. He slides in the ring, grabs a chair, and starts challenging Harley to a match. Now, there's no crowd there. It's just the boys. Right. He's like, come on, Harley. You're a champion. And Harley got in the ring, and they they worked a three-minute match for us. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And ended with a chair. Harley giving him a chair shot. And I'm like, this is is amazing. That's so awesome. That's how you go to wrestling school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fundraiser for a little league thing. So they bring Macho Man out to do his speech. Mm -hmm. All his speech on is his baseball career. Nothing to do with his wrestling career. He used to play little league baseball and all that. And then the next day, he talked uh, a guy named Jason Bates. He's like, I don't want to do the next show. Just, Just drive me to the airport. Tell Harley I left my oven on. 
And he <laughs> no-showed the next day and flew home and told Harley oh, wow. he left his oven on. But I was like, okay, in the last 24 hours, I watched Harley get in the ring with Macho Man. Yeah. Macho cut this weird promo for half hour, <laughs> and then he ditched him? Like, <laughs> who's that happened to? That's incredible. Um, <laughs> one of the things I will say uh, about Wrestling Buddies, it is a great groomsman gift. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I was a part of a wedding that I had a wrestling buddy of myself. That's amazing. Of course, one of my dogs ate the shit out of it. <laughs> so one of the arms is very limp. But yeah, still. Brothers Godot are the ones that did this. They don't have me for sale, but they have like Bruiser Brody, Raven, a bunch of guys for sale. And and these are these are just like what we grew up with. Because I had a I had a Hogan one, mm -hmm. I had a Sting one, and a Macho Man one. And I remember when he made them, like they're not gonna be the same. Like, there's no way. Like, you know. Right. And then I got it and I'm like, oh my God. And like I remember my wife and I fighting over it because it was like so <laughs> realistic, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I, I surprised Brian by getting him one. And he, he texted me, he goes, I had a package from you. Said, yeah, open it up. He goes, Oh my God, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. I want to give these for my family so we can't sell them, man. Like it's just a present for you and me. Like, right, right. You want a Raven or a Brody or whatever. These are the guys to talk to. Well, dude, what was that like when you opened it up and saw it? It was better than I expected because they sent yeah. me pictures, obviously, while they're they're doing everything. Right. But then when I got it and I held it, I'm like, it's that same feeling as a kid, you know, like I just remember it. And I'm like, this is amazing. That's awesome. And yeah, like I never thought it. And like all my friends are jealous. They all want to buy one, but they're not for sale. So <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. But what what is for sale is uh, you got your BWO shirt there. Yes, Beer World Order. That so is awesome. That's pro a pro wrestling that's, tees. Yep. I can get behind that. I got to tell you, I, I've got a bunch of like pro wrestling tees shirts, um, and it's it's good quality stuff. You got to got to make sure you get the soft tees though. Yes. Yeah. Always go for the soft tee um, because a lot of people make the and I, I did it at first. One of my first orders there. I had like two or three tees that I'm, uh, they're like sandpaper on your nipples. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> but you, as long as you're willing to splurge a little bit, get the get the good one. Always go for the soft tees. Always, always, always go for the soft tees. Yeah. If you get all, all, all the tees I bought, they never scratch my nipples. You know, and and they have I have this color here, which is Brewer colors. If you go to Brian Malonis, he has the black and gold nice. for the for awesome. us. I don't know why we don't both have the same on our page, but eh, let him make money. It won't matter anyway because you're turning heel. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm already a heel, yeah. So well, why 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 wouldn't he turn heel? He gave a, he got a different shirt. He tried to make his own, you know, like this what is he's... dude's trying to step out on you. <laughs> you gotta show him what's up. It, it, I agree. Brian's just gotta get on the same page. That's all it is. Yeah, Do whatever it exactly. takes to win. Like, exactly. <laughs> Look at all the greats in, in history, you know. Well, well, Roosh is our champion, whatever it took to win. Ric Flair, we talked about earlier. Yeah. He's known as what? The dirtiest player dirtiest in the game. Player in the game. <laughs> right? The coolest faction in wrestling was either a four horseman or D Generation X. They did right. whatever it took to win, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> That's I hey, like we talked about, man. I was I I was a I was a macho man guy. I was never a Hogan guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jake the Snake. <laughs> I was a Macho Man Jake the Snake. I was also a Bruiser Brody guy. Oh, and, God, yeah. Um, and, I, and I saw on your thing that, like, one of your earliest memories as a kid for wrestling was being at Brody versus Hanson. Yes. That's so, so that's like, what, holy shit, dude. That, that's what actually made me fall in love with professional wrestling. So my uncle, my uncle Tim, who to this day is probably my biggest fan. When I was younger, he took me to a fair. It's called the Mer Merrill County Fair up here in Wisconsin. And the AWA was there. Mm -hmm. And my uncle says, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce you to something. If you like it, you like it. If not, no big deal. And the main event was was supposed to be Brody versus Abdul the Butcher. But Abdul oh, wow. the Butcher canceled. So they threw Hanson in there. Now I'm seven years old and they're brawling all over the place. Oh, yeah. And I can clearly remember to this day sitting on my, well, standing on my chair and Brody coming over chasing Hanson and doing the huss huss and blood everywhere and I'm looking up and I look at my uncle and go this is the greatest thing in my life I want to be a pro wrestler <laughs> and I was hooked and from that yeah. moment on all I did was want to see Brody that's all I wanted to do but Brody never stayed in one territory for too long so that's how I got new tape trading when I was yeah. a kid yeah and that's how I discovered Japanese wrestling and Puerto Rico wrestling and that's how I discovered Foley and ECW and and you know the Von Erics and all that, you know, and that's just, <laughs> that's the beginning of my wrestling, you know, like. Oh, that's amazing. What an amazing yeah. match to to be like. I mean, Brody Abdullah the Butcher would have been amazing, too. Yeah. But uh, but man, if I had to yeah. pick between the two, Brody yeah. Hanson, man, all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, all and day, just, day. Yeah. And just them. And, and now it's funny because now that I'm in my career, I actually study them in Japan because they were a tag team in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So when Brian and I got together, that's who I wanted to study. Because if I can, if he can make that impression on me, what could I do to kids? You know, like absolutely. What impression can I make? So I, I want to watch that. And then because of him, I discovered Terry Gordy, who's another great big man. You yeah, know, man, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I became friends with Miranda, his daughter, and, and mm -hmm. it's just it's so cool how wrestling is full circle. You know, and it's. I, I remember going to funny. Japan and. Uh, being called a nerd because it, I was we wrestled in Cork and Hall when I walked over with Dalton. Well, hold on, cast hold on. Wait, wait, let's let's, let's just take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> let's just you take were a moment. Called a nerd. You wrestled in Cork and Hall, yeah. and you've wrestled in Madison Square Garden. Yes. <laughs> right. I just want to take a moment for, with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah, and I remember walking over to. Uh, part of the bleachers and telling Dalton Castle, hey, this is where Brody did this and Brody did this. And, and he goes, dude, you're such a nerd. I go, I don't care. I'm yeah. in Cork and Hall wrestling in right. a place that my idol wrestled in. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, man. Oh, oh man. Dude, that had that just had to be amazing. It's just all oh. around. You know, because that aura, it, you know, like I, I just know from, from the very first time I was ever in Madison Square Garden, um, I went and I saw a tool. And that was oh. my first first show in Madison Square Garden that I saw. Greatest uh, band was, ever. Oh, amazing. And so good. And I, <laughs> I, I had moved to New York recently uh from Indiana. I'm sorry too. <laughs> and uh and walking into the garden, it was like there was just this that aura of the history of it is there, right? Yep. That it's not just in your it's not just your memories and your 
viewpoint of it that creates that. When you walk in, there's just this thing that you can't explain that's there. You're breathing in the air from there and you're like, oh, this is, I've been to a lot of concerts. I hadn't been to the garden. You know, it was like, it was a different thing. I can only imagine like Corgan Hall, a place where, like you said, like your, what are your heroes performed and and did things that we all read about and know about and saw video of right yeah. and then you walk in there it's got to have that same kind of like that the that goosebumps and that yeah. whole that whole feeling of like oh yeah. i'm here right and to work there i can't even imagine how that's like a level up of of that <laughs> feeling was, already it was surreal another one of my idols is mick foley and and I was talking to, to go to, I said, I want to do this Mick Foley spot here. Cause that's what Mick Foley did back in the day for FMW. Yeah. And he let me do it. And I remember I hit, I hit the cannonball and I stood up and, and the people are looking at me and I lunged at him. And they all ran away. I went, I just put two of my idols together. I just put yeah. Foley doing a cannonball and Brody chasing the people to make them run away together. Like in Cork and hall where these guys oh. made their name. <laughs> like, Dude, I remember just pinching amazing. myself and this can't be real. Like you're going to wake up, you're going to be back in Wisconsin, you know, like, right, right. <laughs> but it was real and it was amazing. Dude, that's, that's, that's a, so cool. No one can ever take that away from me that you got, you did it. You got that, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's so kick ass. And, and I'm a big fan that you went and saw tool. I mean, amazing band, oh, probably the yeah. greatest band so, ever. Adam, Adam Jones, huge wrestling fan. Yes, yeah, yes, he is. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, before we go into that, I think it's time for... Last one? Um, yeah. Jim? Yes. This is a normal size beer can. Can right. you handle it? Okay. Let's can do you it. handle it? Let's do it. I'm still, it. I'm still going to pour it in a glass because so we can see it for those of us that are actually on watching the video version of this. I was excited when you sent me this because I'm a big peanut butter guy. Yeah, we're yeah. we're peanut butter guys too. So yeah, absolutely, so, peanut butter milk oh, stout. The first thing I noticed when I snapped it open, big peanut butter whiff. Yeah, so I'm hoping I'm Reese's, now. Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups in a cup. That's what I'm hoping. I'm definitely yeah. I'm definitely getting that now. Pouring it, nice like nice thick, thick head, head on this too. Uh, left oh, hand brewing company. Like it. it is uh, oh. left hand brewing company peanut butter milk stout. Oh, that, that is delicious. Is, this is heaven. In a yeah. Glass. Cheers, guys. This, in a can. This is Reese's peanut butter cup in a can. Oh my god. Oh yeah. My this god. is this is the greatest beer ever. I'm so yeah, glad we saved amazing. this. I'm glad we saved this for the main event. Yeah. This is this is a <laughs> yes. great main event. This is definitely a headliner spot. Left so, hand brewing, fantastic job. Mm. Sponsor these guys. Wow. Great. <sighs> yeah. Sponsor Beer City Bruiser. He'll drink it going down to the ring. I'm sure. We actually um. Before again, everything shut down. Bobby Cruz actually has a uh, an in with Yingling and pitched them sponsoring the the, the bouncers because that's all we drink going to the ring is is Yingling. Right. So we actually talked to the higher ups. We had a meeting with the whole the whole shebang, and they're like, yeah. "It's not in the budget this year. We'll revisit." This is 2019. Okay, yeah. I said it's not in the budget this year. We'll look at 2020. Well, then dumpster right. fire right. happened, and yeah. So hopefully. Once live show starts picking back up, England jumps on board because they really liked what we did. We told them this is all we do. I gotta tell you, I've I've been I've been a big like Yingling drinker for I mean all of my life. Like drinking beer. You're an East Coast guy, right? You're originally from the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my thing. I really like Yingling from a can. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah. I like I like Yingling black and tans. Oh, black and tan. Yes. Have you ever had that? Oh, yeah. So we so had to good. do in Atlanta. We had to do TV, and all I was doing that day was seconding Silas. So I walk up to Creative. I said, "Well, what do you want me to do?" They're like, "How much Yingling you got?" I said, "Well, somebody can go get me some." They brought me black and tans, a six pack or a twelve pack. Yeah. I said, "Well, they gave me a twelve pack of black and tans." They said, "We want you to drink that whole twelve pack on camera." Be mean to a security guard and drink that whole twelve pack on camera. So, <laughs> guess what I did? Hell yeah! That's amazing. Yep, that, that is amazing. That I literally text my wife. I'm getting paid to drink beer on TV. What are you doing? <laughs> right, that's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> how's your How's your night? <laughs> that's amazing. Please tell me about so, your less cool night. So, <laughs> so real quick, you talked about going to MSG for the first time. You saw a Tool. When yeah. was that? Because that might have been the first time I went to go see Tool. Uh, that was uh, was it right after nine eleven? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I went to that too. That was the Lateralis tour. Yeah, Lateralis. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even know each other. Yeah, we were there, <laughs> breathed in the same air. Um, I, and I, I also I got to see them on the not the ten thousand days tour, but the tour that they got back together after that. Right. The Fear Inoculum tour. That's what I just did. Was yeah. No, 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 no. I I didn't get to see them for this. Was like when they decided to get back together. They, they never broke up. Broke up. Well, no, Peter I mean, just I mean. Did his- Maynard is yeah. probably the busiest person in the world. Like he does yeah. Tool, he does Pucifer, he does the other band. Dude, and Maynard and Mike Patton. Maynard and Mike Patton are yeah. like I have so many well, other bands. So yeah. that Lateralis tour, um, Phantomus. Yep, Phantomus opened up. And Mike Patton's one and of Mike my Patton, personal heroes. Yeah. And yeah. and Mike Patton is the lead singer of Phantomus. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike Patton, Faith No More, right? Correct, yes, sir. Yes. So Pants, the referee for us, Todd Sinclair. Huge, Todd. huge Faith No More fan. Okay. My wife never heard him play two, huh? play, yep, exactly. Play two songs for her. Huge fan now, begging me to take her to a concert. I don't think they tour. I don't think Mike Patton's with no. fans much. Right. So I text Pants and he goes, You've done right. <laughs> like he was just so excited <laughs> that she finally discovered Faith No More. That's amazing. That's great. That's such yeah. a good band. He's such a good singer. Like, again, he. Him and Maynard are two of my, yeah. Like Maynard is on my bucket list to meet people. Adam Jones and Maynard, like, yeah, it's a good list. Yeah, and I got Maynard's biography. He has autobiography. I got it signed by him and stuff. And and oh, nice, big fan. Like Pearl Jam and Tool got me through the (laughs) nineties. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I had a child. I had a child young. I went through a divorce young, and they got me through all of it. So so deal with it. So I've got a question. Adam Jones, he's a huge, huge wrestling fan. Yes. He's never shown up at a Ring of Honor show that he you've been has. on? I heard through the grapevine that he had shown up to a show that we had done. I don't remember where we were, but Tools in Town too. And I remember going, I wonder if there's a way I could do the show and the concert or whatever. There was no way, but they had an off day and he came to the show. And I found this out because he did that podcast with Jericho a few years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And he mentions the show. And I was like, wait a minute. And I did the calculation. I'm like, oh, I wrestled Shane Taylor that show. He saw me wrestle. My life's complete. That's <laughs> awesome. Know? Like, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> like, my favorite guitar player, watch me wrestle. I'm okay with it. So, that's that's awesome. Nice. And, and, and he says, too, in numerous interviews, he's a fan of Ring of Honor. So he, in the last seven years, he's had to have seen me at least once. Oh, yeah. Right, he he right. knows who you are. <laughs> 
He knows yes. who you are. I hope. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I actually, um, so Fender, so we're musicians, uh, obviously. Um, did you get the new Adam Jones guitar? It just got released. I did looked not. at it. I've looked I've, at it. <laughs> guitars are expensive. <laughs> no, no, I know. Yeah. So I'm not a guitar player. I, I have seen to play, it. and that was the guitar I was going to buy. Then I looked at the price and went, "Yeah, I can't do that." Like uh, that's what I said. I've looked well, at he, it. He's got a very. <laughs> it looks very, cool. He's got a strange and specific guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it has metal in it. Yep. Um. Yep. And yeah, like it was always like a very sought after. Uh, after guitar but um the guitar i was bringing up is fender is doing a mike mccready um no way yeah, yeah they're doing I, a, I a mike mccready uh um signature guitar i have a storied history of pearl jam so like tool they were the last band on my bucket list never really got to see them and then my wife surprised me with with tool tickets in kansas city we went watch them halloween here in milwaukee got to watch them awesome pearl jam i have a different history with so when I was in high school, I ended up getting Pearl Jam tickets. And I got into a fight with my ex. Um, and she ended up burning the tickets in front of me. So oh. I'm like, ah. Oh. Well, this is one, this is in the 90s. So they're touring all the time. So the next right. year, I get Pearl Jam tickets. I'm gonna see these, you know, I'm gonna see yeah. them. Yeah. Put them in my glove compartment, driving my car to the concert. There's no way they're going anywhere, right? My mom ends up taking my car up to my grandma's house, which oh, is no. three hours away. Don't see the concert. Oh my God. Oh. Next time, go to get tickets from a scalper. They're fake tickets. <laughs> Never gonna see them. That that's where I was at. So right. I, yeah. my ex-girlfriend, she ends up getting um, there's a wrestler around here called Angel Armani. He has a hookup on tickets. She gets tickets from him. I'm like, nope, not happening. We get inside the venue, we get to our seat. She's like, it's happening. I said, Nope, not happening. Like until I see Eddie Better walk out on that right, stage, right. this is not happening. Opening band plays. She's like, you happy yet? This is great. I said, nope, not happening. Like, until he steps <laughs> right. on that stage, I'm not. They're not there. They're yeah. not there. Eddie comes out. I don't know if you guys seen him live, but he always has a champagne bottle. And that's how he yep. opens every show, with champagne bottle. He comes out, welcomes to Milwaukee, opens the champagne bottle. I look at her and go, now I got to see Pearl Jam. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife, for our anniversary, decides to give me Pearl Jam tickets for the PJ20 tour. And mm -hmm. remember, they announced that was it. They were done after PJ20. Right. So she got us tickets. Right during the third song in, she ends up falling. Uh, a guy ends up falling and hitting her in the back. She has to be taken out by medical. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So I missed the whole concert. And I'm pissed. Like, I don't want to talk to her. She's she's laying in a hospital bed. And right. I don't want You're to like, talk to her. Why can't you be stronger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, suck it up, man. I get hit with, I get hit with chairs. Right. With right. Tables. <laughs> Like it's Eddie work on your Mike McCready, it's Stone. Just let me watch him. Two years later, she surprises me with tickets to the Bradley Center. I have the same reaction. I'm not excited yet. Right. First band comes on, don't care. Next band, she's like, come on. I go, no. A guy could fall down these stairs and crack him in the head. <laughs> we can leave, whatever. Eddie comes out, and it's the tour that they end up playing four encores on. So oh. I look at her and go, this is it. This is perfect. This is the greatest night of my right, life. Right. Like, yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's crazy. I, I've seen them uh, three times, I think. Yeah, I've seen them three and a half. <laughs> right. 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 I've only seen them once. Yeah. I, I've uh I actually was at that show at the Coliseum um 
what, what was the name of the DVD that they put out like in the early 2000s? He came out in a, a George Bush Jr. Um, oh yeah, mask. Right, and he put it on the he put it on the thing, and the whole arena started booing him. Yep, uh, that was the show. I was at that show. Oh wow! <laughs> so my buddy's dad got us in there because they were Nassau County cops or whatever, and um, the Nassau County cops they were like it ha- it was happening, and they were like, okay, we got to go, and I'm like. Pfft. I'll walk home. I'm close <laughs> enough. I'll, I'll be yeah. fine. So the Nassau Coliseum is like 20 minutes away from me. Uh, or nah, maybe like 15 minutes away driving. Right. And I was like, I'll walk home. Like, this is like, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, they're, they're so good live. And they play so long. They're, this oh. dude. Okay. So this dude, he his band, like his, his band plays like two hour long sets. Yeah, if we can. Yeah, anytime we can. Anytime they can. Um, it's ridiculous. And it's and it's it's, it's it, probably dumb because we're an all original band and we're not famous. So <laughs> <laughs> what's I funny watched, is I watched the Violet Femmes play for four hours. Oh. The tool the two tool concerts I went to were three and a half hours, and then Pearl Jam ended up playing for like I want to say it's three, three and a half hours. Oh, I went man. and saw Metallica. I took my wife to her first Metallica concert. And they ended up playing for four hours. Yeah. Wow. I, I saw Metallica was, play for like three. Yeah. She was blown away. It. She goes, these guys are sick. You know, because this was last year, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So they're like 60 years old. I said, yeah, but like, <laughs> Come you on, no yeah. idea. Yeah. I saw Guns N' Roses play for three hours once. Like they, they came on stage like two and hours Axel late. Showed up? Two hours yeah. late. Two okay. hours late he showed up. But then they played for three hours and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah i the the last concert that i saw that uh somebody showed up late on was uh was stp i think it was like an hour and a half after they were supposed to start and they had a noise ordinance because it was an outdoor show in oh, jersey right. Right. oh okay i saw foo fighters do that and uh dave bro came out and he said it's 11 o'clock they're gonna fine us this much money every minute that we go on past 11 o'clock so we're only gonna play six more songs for you guys <laughs> <laughs> they played like an extra 40 minutes yeah <laughs> like whatever. i ended up going to a uh fozzy jericho was playing oh yeah a, a festival i was at and i was i had actually worked out to be on the jericho podcast so he's like hey after the concert come backstage and then uh we'll do the podcast right they ended up having a bunch of travel issues so he's texting me like oh i don't know if i'm gonna make it and i'm like you guys have a show to like, and it's not right. like a wrestling show where like a wrestling show, if someone shows up late, you just move them to later in, in the Con, night. Subject to change. Yeah. 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 But at a concert, you're the first band on. Guess what? You're right. the first band on. Like, right. Yeah. And they, they end up getting there and stuff. But I remember backstage and, and doing the, the interview and stuff. And then Godsmack was a uh, headliner or they're the, yeah, they're the headliner that night. And okay. Sully, the lead singer, like stepped in to talk to Jericho and he goes, Oh, sorry, you're busy. And he walks out. And I'm like, wait, um, wait a minute. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Come back. Like, who cares about me? Let's talk about you. So dude, you're, you're in Wisconsin and like this summer, there's tons of festivals. Like we've, we've interviewed yeah. at least three or four bands in that the past like these month yeah. that are all on these festivals coming up in the summer. Yeah. Um, 
are you gonna are you gonna try and make your way out or are you, you kind of like obligated to the roh bubble in a lot of ways or i'm getting the on? second vaccine so i'm okay with that like monday cool. i go in to, to get the second shot but uh that's the best thing about wisconsin is we have huge music festivals we have summer fest yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah, it's a week long of just nonstop music. And the cool thing is they've had wrestling there the last four years. Oh, wow. So we get pit passes or we get backstage passes for for bands and stuff. Like, I got to watch Jane's Addiction from the wings of the the stage. Yeah. That's amazing. And and that's when my wife goes, are you sure you're in the girls? I said, why? She goes, you couldn't keep your eyes off Dave Navarro. (laughs) Dave Navarro is a very attractive man. Hey, you know what? He's dreamy. <laughs> not gonna, not He's gonna dreamy. hate on, not gonna hate on you for that. Not at all. She's like, there were strippers all over that stage, and all he talked about was Dave Navarro. I go, he plays guitar amazing, and you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. Dude, so strippers, I, I do... strippers are strippers. Dave Navarro, yeah. yeah. Dave Navarro, you don't see all the time. You sure. don't see him oh. every day. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, totally right. Wow. I would love to do the whole circuit, like. It'll yeah. be great. They yeah. moved Summerfest this year. It's gonna be in it's some uh in September now. Yeah, I heard and it's they're September only, now. Yeah, and they're only doing weekends. So like uh-huh. I gotta talk to my contact now that I'm not in Indies, see if he can still get me the and it depends on the bands and stuff, you know. Um right. You know, you always want to see the headliners, but I, I, I like side bands and stuff, you know, before they were famous type stuff. Yep. So well if if you need a few of those, we got a few of those. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> we, we, we got a few of those actually. Uh, we got some after you, some before you. So we got some ins for you. All yeah, right. Definitely. I'm in. I love music. Cool. Concerts are like wrestling and concerts are great. And like, I love going to concerts and, and just chilling out and listening to music. And, you know, like, I, I like I like going to indie concerts, I guess you can call them. They're the bands yeah. that are going to make it before they make it. Right. Like, right. Uh, I saw Caesar before they got really big and now nice. they're really yeah. big. Yeah, now that they're really big, they're one of my favorite bands. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I remember when they were selling out, like, we have the rave here, only holds like 200 people, you know, and I remember them not selling that out. And then I remember going 10 years later and you couldn't get a ticket. Right. And I remember talking to the, a guy I know on the radio and he's like, oh, no, I'll give you a ticket. And I, we ended up going. And that was like, it was cool to see that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I remember when you guys played opening band for this, and there was five people here. Like uh, I saw Kid Rock; he opened for Monster Magnet. There's nobody there for Kid Rock. Monster Magnet sold out. But nowadays, who are you going to see? Kid Rock or Monster? You know what I mean? Like, right? right. A... Well, speak for yourself. I like Monster Magnet. I like Monster Magnet. I love Monster <laughs> Magnet, but, but I'm just talking about who sells more more albums well, right. right now. You yeah, know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It was funny. Uh, so it came up a couple of days ago. Um, a buddy of mine and I actually did go to CC there at a venue pretty close to here that we play all the time. They were headlining and there was 14 people there. Right. Oh, God. Tops. Tops. There was 14 people. Too. Oh, They're it was amazing. great. They, at the time, they were they were still a three piece, too. Uh, like, really? like an official, like they were just playing as a three piece. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you never know. You never know. Like, that's one thing that i've always like i preach on here is like if you're going to a show and you hear that there's opening bands listen listen to the opening bands too because you never know they they could be your next favorite band well it's much like a wrestling show you know right there's there's so many parallels there where it's like because because everything is about audience everything is about performing and everything is about communicating right 
And as musicians, we're always communicating with an audience and we're listening to the audience and we're feeding off an audience. I can't tell you how many times like my band gets annoyed with me all the time because I'll show up and change a set list because I'm like, nah, not for this crowd that's happening right now. We got to feel it out and we got to change things. We got to do stuff. Yep. And uh, wrestling and and music for me, too, just like you were saying, those two things, man, have been constants in my life. But it's like you never know. That first match is a pretty important spot. It is. Yeah. You I, know? Uh, when I tell students, like, I'll go to indie shows every once in a while. Now that I got the vaccine and stuff, just to, just to watch. Right. And I'll see two guys. Oh, we're, we're first match. You guys are, you're important. What do you mean? Yeah. You set the tone for the whole night. And I, yeah. I bring up concerts. Yeah. I go, how often you showed up to a concert early and the first band just doesn't give a shit, you know? Right. You're not going to care about the main event. No matter how big and famous they are. I remember going to a, a Nine Inch Nails concert for Nine Inch Nails was Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Before Marilyn Manson was Pop Evil. Nobody wow. knew who Pop Evil was. Right. But now you look at them, you know, they're they're huge. You know, and I try to tell guys like just cause just be happy you're on the show. <laughs> you know, you're setting yeah. tone. Get these people to want to be a fan of you. So then now the next time they come, they come early because they want to see you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we have we have uh, taken up so much of your time at this point. So I gotta I gotta we gotta wind it up. We made it through our beer gauntlet. Yes, and, we did, uh, dude. We've had an awesome conversation. This has been super yeah. fun. Thank you so much for thank you giving us your time and hanging out with us and drinking beer with us and chatting about wrestling and music and like those are the things we love to talk about. So this yeah, has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what we do on a Friday night anyway. And then yeah. it was like, you think other people would want to talk? It's super awesome, man. Thank you so much. I cannot for wait to drink this. this. I'm going to crack it. You know, I'll crack it open now. I'm oh, gonna, yes. oh, definitely. Yes. Let us know yeah. how it is. I, I am, I've heard nothing but good things. Talk to us about it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And and you know what? Down the line, now we get to talk to the Beer City Bruiser. Yeah. <laughs> ROH Superstar. Um, Super awesome, man. Thank you so much. I cannot for wait to drink this. I'm going to crack it. You know, I'll crack it open now. I'm oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. Let us know yeah. how it is. I, I am, I've heard do... nothing but good things. Oh, that is good. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm not an IPA guy. And right. this is. Yeah. Go figure. Stone Cold knows, knows something about beer. He knows something about beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you think he's, he's taking a swear too. So maybe he knows. <laughs> this is great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, dude, well, thank enjoy you. Enjoy it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Enjoy. Thank you. We've enjoyed this. And uh, for everybody that's watching, check out ROH, Ring of Honor, right? Check out the Beer City Brooder. Jump on his Twitter account because he is letting you know all the time where and how you can see Ring of Honor. I mean, you know he's awesome. So uh, wait wait for that wrestling buddy. It's not out yet, but it's coming. It'll It'll be coming. It's coming. And don't be a butt. Buy it when it comes out. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Don't be a putz. Go to prowrestlingtees.com and yes. buy yourself a uh, a Beer World Order shirt right now. Yeah. And also, go to baconismypodcast.com. But get the blue one. Get the blue one. Get the blue one. Yeah, get blue the blue one. one. Yes, yes. Go to baconismypodcast.com and get yourself a baconismypodcast t-shirt as well. They're all of the soft tea variety. So, sir, where can people find you on the uh, interwebs? On Twitter, at BCB Winchester. Facebook, the Beer City Bruiser. Instagram, Beer City Bruiser. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Beer City Bruiser. And then I'm on Cameo. If you want me to drink beer and 
tell you how great you are, go to Cameo Beer City Bruiser. <laughs> and of course, don't forget, always, always sign up for Honor Club because oh, yeah. you can watch yeah. him do stuff like break beer bottles beer. over people's yeah, Come heads. after somebody with a broken beer bottle. Or, or watch your ref be a pussy because he breaks a beer bottle and goes after somebody. I, I asked him about I said, man, why are you throwing that out? He goes, you, you can't kill somebody on TV. It's illegal. Yeah, yeah but you but didn't. I, but you didn't yet. Everybody's got tried. their weird rules. <laughs> Jimsy. Yes, sir. Where where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, they can find me personally uh, on the Instagrams and Twitters at Jimmy G Shoes. They can find my band Craving Strange at Craving Strange Music on the Gram, the Twat, Book of Faces and uh, CravingStrange.net. And uh, and then they can also find me with uh, Bacon is My Passion with our collective uh, musics on Spotify and Apple. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast on Apple, please give us that five-star review because that just helps us get heard by more people. It takes you like two seconds and it helps us a lot. Where are you at? Oh, I am at me, my own self, Mike, on all the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks. My band is called Something Heavy. You can catch it at Something Heavy Music on all of the social medias in Spotify. Yeah. And all that fun stuff. But regardless of all of that, you have been listening to Bacon Is My Podcast, where we strive, nay, we live to answer the question, the eternal question. Hashtag. Yeah. What's your What's your bacon? <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Beer City Bruiser, thank you for hanging out. Thank and, you. And uh, we out. See you. All right, that's it. We are out. Dude, that was awesome. Thank you so yes, much. Thank you. Dude. Thank you, guys. Had a, a really fun. good time. Would would you mind um doing a bumper for us? No, whatever you want. Awesome. So just uh hey, this is the Beer City Bruiser, RH, whatever you want to say, honestly. Yep. And then it just whatever it leads to is uh and I'm consuming bacon as my podcast. You got it. All right, whenever you whenever you're ready, no countdown or anything.